0: This is Hyphenated, an audio documentary series about immigrant and second-generation immigrants within the EU, navigating their hyphenated identity through their music. My name is Ron Deutsch. The following conversation took place in December 2023 over Zoom. It has been edited for clarity and length. Music in this episode is provided by today's artist, Lucia de Carvalho.
1: Hi, my name is Lúcia de Carvalho. I was born in Angola, I live in France, and my music has a lot of Brazilian Afro influence. In the first six years of my life, I lived in Angola and I still have some memories. For instance, at school we had no chairs, no tables. Every Every day before we start school we used to sing the Angolan national hymn because it was still a civil war in the country. We had no choice about what was going on. And, and sometimes we had no no food at all. I was telling my, my little boy, uh, when he doesn't want to eat, that when I was young, when I was five years like him, sometimes I, um, when I used to play, I had a little book with some pictures of, of cakes and delicious things to eat. So I, I used to take a little piece of paper, put it in my mouth and say, mm, oh, that's delicious. Oh, I like it. You know, just to... To make my imagination, and in a way, I think to to be happy in this. My mom used to say, when we are in times of war, we we cannot choose; you just have to do what you have to do. So, okay, we just did it. But it was it was full of happiness too, because my mother and my sisters. Uh, my mother has five girls. And uh, we used to, to sing a lot together. My big sisters used to sing uh, on the radio. So when they come back home, we sing together. We used to dance together. Um, my mother liked to, to dance and sing on the street. And it was very, it was very happy, actually, full of love. When my mom decided to go to, to Portugal and live in Angola, I really don't remember how she told me and my two sisters. I just remember that one day um, she took us to, to an airport. It was a kind of helicopter, a military helicopter. When we arrived in Portugal, I was about six. My eldest sister was seven and the smallest one, three. We used to stay in a, in a kind of hotel um, me and my sisters alone all day long and she would come back only at night so it was not <laughs> a, a very a very simple a simple moment. Um, what she told us was that she wanted to put us in an orphanage because she was um, making studies um, pastry she told us that uh, it was better for us that it would enable us to make studies and uh, it was a better life for us. So once again, okay. <laughs> so we went to this orphanage in uh, near Lisbon and uh, actually when we were there we didn't like it. It was kind of oh no, they want us to work and to and to wash and to to participate in daily you know daily things we have to do but now that I look back, I I realize that it was uh, one of the most beautiful years of my life because there were a lot of children. We spent a lot of time playing together, once again dancing and singing. It was a little African Portugal, actually, and uh, I think it's this is where I started in a way to to build my artistic identity sous We were to be adopted, Um, my mother and the director told us that we would go to France to have a better life, to make studies and to be someone. That's the words that I remember about it. So okay, (laughs) at that time for me it was just, I was 12, they made a little party to say goodbye and it was okay, we were going to France. For me, at that time, I was kind of, oh, that's great, I'm gonna learn French. I'm gonna eat big, big, big breads like they do over there. And it was, for me, it was just, okay, you go there and I go. Life here in France was different. Um, No dancing. And we lived in a very, very small village. My sisters and I—we were the only black girls. And my adopted mother said that before we arrived, people thought that we would, we would go around in the streets with bananas around our, our hips and, and you know, with, with nothing on top and things like that. You know, they, they really thought real savage people who, who knew nothing. And it made us laugh so much. And um, it was strange that uh, there was nobody on the streets. It was so silent. We were used to have noise all the time, to have laugh, to have dancing and singing. And now it was so cold. What was helpful? I think is that when I was adopted with uh, my sisters, so we were really together all the time. And at that school, it was really, it was really cool because teachers and the children, they were really careful with us as we could not speak French. There was always someone who was, oh, do you need some help? Is it okay? And it was really, really lovely. And by the end of the school year, I had one of the best grades of my class because I was really motivated to learn French. As my mother, my adopted mother told us, you cannot speak Portuguese anymore in this house until you speak perfectly French. So it took us six months. It was really... (laughs) But of course, we used to speak Portuguese when she was not there. It was just um, a few years later, two or three years later, that I started to feel, feel I was just living a normal life. I didn't feel like a black person. I felt I was just living a normal life as teenagers. In this little small village where we used to live, they used to make every year a festival of world music Um, that year they invited a Brazilian traditional band and it was really funny because when we saw the band coming my sister and I we were kind of oh my god (laughs) we were so happy because uh, it reminded us so many things about Angola because in Angola on the radio we used to hear songs from Brazil from Cabo from all the Portuguese speaking countries so when we saw this band Playing and singing, we knew a few songs, so we were we were so happy. And then we were singing, we were dancing. At the end of the show, um, the singer came to see us and asked, "Oh, we are looking for some dancers for our band. I saw that you were really you were really happy about our songs, about our dancing. Would you Would you like to be part of our band?" And uh, I was 15 at that time. In France, we cannot work before 16, so I had to wait uh, a year before <laughs> I started working. Of course, we we had we asked my adoptive mother if she was okay, and it was really great, really great that she agreed. So when I was 16, I started dancing in this Brazilian traditional music and dancing band and it was really great. It really started to make my culture, my knowledge about Brazilian traditional rhythms. And it was really great for, for a teenager. We used to, you know, to go around friends. During the week, we were at school, and during the weekend, we were off. <laughs> on, on the roads to make some shows. It was really, it was really... Ah, oh, it was magic. magic. It's music, actually, who enabled me to realize what was going on inside of me. Because during all these years, when I was a children, a teenager, I was just living. I was just doing what people would tell me to do, to go where people would tell me to go. And after 18, when I was free to do what I want, to go where I wanted to go, This is where I started to realize, okay, where do I go? Where do I come from? And this is when this kind of question started. And I was, at that time, as always, I like to sometimes to talk with strangers that, you know, just some conversation. And there was, I was talking with um, an African guy who has just come from, from Africa, a few months. And we were talking about things, about the ideas, about our vision of the world. And at the end of the conversation, he said, oh, really, you're not African anymore. You're like a bounty chocolate. You're black outside and you are white inside. I was kind of, oh, my gosh. I laughed kind of, <laughs> but then it made me thought, oh, my God, if I'm not from Africa, where am I from? What am I? Who am I? And this is where the question started. I used to, to write down my, my feelings, and when I started to with this traditional Brazilian band, the words started to come into my head with melodies and with the rhythms. But at the time, I wasn't, wasn't planning to be a singer. And two years later, the singer of the band decided to go back to Brazil. So we were looking for someone who would sing for the band. And as I was a dancer, I was not supposed to be the singer, but we would say, okay, I'll start singing just until we find the real singer for the band. And it lasted actually seven years. <laughs> seven years I, I was there until I started to make my own project being part of a Brazilian traditional band connected me uh, with this uh, Portuguese part and Brazil as in traditional Afro-traditional music. There was something uh, really praising Angola too, praising Mother Africa. I think in a way it helped me to, to start connection with this African part of me, but at the time I didn't realize it was these effects. It was just later with my first EP called Ao Descobrir o Mundo, which means discovering the world. I put some of these questions in the album. For instance, there was a song called Quem Sou. It means who I am. The song says that only the sun knows who i am i am alone in this road i don't know where i'm going but the sun knows and then later i met another african guy (laughs) i was telling him well i'm not african anymore I don't know who I am, I'm uh, not Brazilian, I'm not French, I'm not Angola. And he said, you know what, you cannot say that. Don't let nobody tell you that, because it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter where you go, nothing will ever, ever change where you are from. My first album uh, is called Kuzola. Kuzola means love in Kimbundu. It's uh, an Angolan language. By the end of this project, I realized how much love I had, I lived with the audience and in my life. When we were recording this album in France, in Brazil, in Angola, we went also to Portugal uh, because it's part of my story. It was a moment in my life that I, I really felt the need to go back to Angola. It had been 35 years I hadn't gone there. And I really felt, I was really feeling the need, you know, just to go there, to feel the ground of my country, to see how people breathe, how people walk in the streets, how they talk, how they laugh, how they cry. I wanted to, in a way, to take back a little part of me, a little part of Angola. Since that guy told me that nothing can change, where we come from, I realized, Okay, then I can take back a part of my identity. If I go to Mongolia, maybe there was something special will happen to me. And then after all these trips, I was—I thought I was going to change. That something in me would be really radically different. I was going to go to Africa. Something should change. Actually, when I came back, I was still the same. <laughs> But um, two weeks later, I woke up with this image of the flower. I felt like a flower with the roots from Angola, the stems were Portugal, the flower itself, it was a rose from Brazil, and France was the, the ground that enabled this flower to grow. And just this image gave me a way to see my identity, that it was not cut into pieces, but it was something unique. It was one thing. And after this image, I felt, OK, this is my identity. I am from everywhere. And, and now I just felt that there was really no boundaries we are all the same. There's something that can really unite us. This energy of love, of Kozola, who brought the pieces together, all the pieces of my identity together and made me realize how close I can be from any human being I can meet. It really made me realize that I have a third home that is a home inside of me. That is, it's a home that is does not depend on my nationality, where I am from, where I live, my color. It's something inside every human being. Because love goes beyond the frontiers. No frontiers. Only love. O <laughs>
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I invite you to like and subscribe at our website hyphenated.eu where you can find other episodes and discover more hyphenated artists. You'll also find a playlist of music in this episode as well as links to more information about the artist. Please consider buying some of today's artist music or adding them to your streaming playlist. Or better yet, go see them play live. Hyphenated was created by me, Ron Deutsch produced and edited by me. And if you'd like to support this series, please tell a friend. So until next time, be well.